Welcome to Business in Uncertain Times, where we talk with small business owners from Maine's island and coastal communities. And I'm your host, Claire Donnelly, a community development officer at the Island Institute. And today on the show, I talk with Mark Osborne, the owner and innkeeper of Topside Inn located in Booth Bay Harbor. Last week, Facebook released their State of Small Business report, citing hospitality as one of the hardest hit industries by the pandemic. And unfortunately, the Topside Inn is no exception. And so we got Mark on the line to hear how things have been going. Mark is a fourth generation Booth Bay Harbor suburb resident turned local business owner. In 2014, with his husband Buzz, he bought the Topside Inn. And since then, they've grown to know and almost expect a fully booked July and August. They have even won Innkeepers of the Year from Hospitality Maine. Past two years went very well. Um, we are usually at 100% occupancy or very close to that in July and August. Less in May and June, a little bit less in September and October, although the fall in Maine um, is becoming very, very popular. This year, however, as you can probably guess, Mark is seeing record low numbers of reservations and record high numbers of cancellations. I don't even think we're at 10% for June. July and August, it is constantly changing. Many of our guests that had booked last year needed to cancel because of travel restrictions. New people are booking now that are more within a drive, which is great. But we are probably about 40% occupancy for July and August. Um, September and October still look good. Um, We're about where we were last year. Um, But we'll see what happens in a few weeks. The fall, September and October, is just every year it gets better and better and better. Um, So this year, because of losing May and mostly June, we have decided to keep the whole property open through October 31st. And then we will shut down the outbuildings and keep the main house open through November 22nd, which is the weekend before Thanksgiving. Uh, so that will give us, you know, a few more rooms and just, you know, extend the season. We brought on a new manager this year. Um, what a great, great year to, to start uh, as a man, general manager of a business. Um, so for Rebecca's sake, we also wanted to, uh, you know, try and extend the season and, and keep everybody busy and employed. So in addition to figuring out how to be open in some capacity right now, Mark and Brian have decided to use this time to get creative. They're doing a complete build out to convert a guest room into a bar. And they're also building a chicken coop in the backyard. They're trying to think of ways to not only deal with this current situation, but use it as an opportunity to rethink their business model. So for five years, we were going, going, going and spending, spending, spending. And so this year we said, all right, let's just take it easy and we'll just have a normal year, no big projects, and we can start paying down some of those lines of credit. And that was supposed to happen starting in March. So, so luckily we had stopped any major projects, which was good. Um, we were able to get some PPP funding, so that has helped us uh, for the employees that we have had on staff. 
Um, and then it's just been a process of redesigning the business. So we are very much into food. Uh, some of my heroes are, you know, Aaron French and, and um, Melissa Kelly. And I, I just, you know, love what they do with food and local and so many other great chefs um, in Maine. And, and we try and uh, use those, for, those people for inspiration. We get everything from the farmer's markets and we do these very elaborate breakfasts. Well, the dining room's not open. Um, and we have 20 rooms, and so we, we're going back and forth between do we schedule people for breakfast, and we just feel at this moment people being in a dining room isn't really where they want to be. So we have reinvented breakfast. We got signature L.L. Bean tote bags, so those boat and tote bags. Um, we are, I, I, I laugh, I see the back of our kitchen looks like a DIY wedding supply room. It's got mason jars and clip bottles and all these things that you do for, um, you know, pickling and, um, and canning. And so every guest gets a new menu every day and they, just like room service, they go through and they check what they want. At the time the guest designates, we bring it to the room and knock on the door and run away. Um, and the guests can enjoy it on their porch, on the house, um, main house's porch. We actually got picnic tables on the side lawns. We have Adirondack chairs with tables. So breakfast has been completely reinvented. Um, we are changing housekeeping. We're not doing servicing of rooms while guests are in them. We're you know, doing all the things we're supposed to do before they get there. So it's just one thing after another. I, I, I say that I have never worked so hard for so little business, um, but this is a time to, um, you know, grace under fire. This is a time to just do what's needed, and um, you know, our guests are appreciating it, appreciating it, and um, you know, I, I know that going forward, when this is all passed, um, we just want to show that we, you know, did the best we could. So I know the main hospitality industry in general relies heavily on the H2B and J1 visa programs. Have you had any luck getting non-immigrant work permits? And then also just what is your staffing looking like in general this year? You know, you're talking about all these new systems you're creating and sort of what you're doing to be able to be conducive to the pandemic. But what are things looking like on the staffing side? Uh, we have a full-time don't like to call him maintenance person, uh, Charlie, who's actually more, he's a contractor. And we've just been doing so many renovations that we brought him on full time about two and a half years ago. So he is a full time employee. Buzz and myself are here, of course. And then Rebecca is new this year. We usually have two or three local people helping us. And then we do rely on the J1 program for the height of our season, which is they usually arrive the end of May to mid-June and stay with us, hopefully through September, and even some can stay till the beginning of October. We have five that we house at the inn, and then we usually will pick up a few extras that want second jobs who are working somewhere else as their primary job. This year was very strange. Obviously, business is down, and we weren't sure where business was gonna go. Um, and then on the flip side, the J-1 program was uh, greatly slowed down, and we weren't sure if we were gonna get any staff. Um, some of our regular staff that are from the U.S. couldn't make it this year. So as of a week or two ago, we had, there was four of us um, getting ready to run the inn for the summer. Uh, we did just yesterday got two great guys from Turkey um, who were part of the J-1 program and were very determined to get here. 
and uh, they did get here and um, we've already brought them to be tested and hopefully they'll be fine. I'm sure they will be. So that will give us about five or six employees uh, for the summer. So, and we don't know what the summer is going to bring. So are we understaffed? Or are we overstaffed? We're not quite sure at this point, but we're just taking it one week at a time. I'm so glad to hear you were able to get a couple of visa workers in. That's awesome. It's awesome for us. And it's also awesome for them. I mean, I, I, it's so many kids, whether the U.S. or internationally who are in college or seniors or I mean, this must just be so difficult for them. And I know with the foreign students, they look for, so forward to getting here and, and many of them couldn't come. And I know they're disappointed. So um, I'm happy. Yeah, a few of them could make it. Yeah, totally. So my next question is kind of a two-part question. Um, first, what are your short-term concerns in terms of getting through the summer? And then what are your long-term concerns sort of moving out through the rest of the year? So short-term, and this has really been, uh, you know, something that Buzz and I have wrestled with. You know, as business owners, you know, you're programmed to try and do more business. And here we're in a situation where we, we want more business, but we just want a little more. So, you know, we're not doing flash sales or gimmicky things. I mean, we're just really trying to get through this season um, financially, I mean, uh, to say break even, um, break even would be phenomenal, but that's not going to happen, and that's and that's okay. So short term is to get through, to keep our staff safe, to keep our guests safe, to um, to make sure the guests that do come here have a good experience, um, that people leave with good feelings about us. And, and set ourselves up for you know, success in the long term. So we're just really, this year is a year to just do the right thing, um, worry about the financials, but not as the driving force behind what we're doing as much as a business can. I know that um, you know, um, some businesses are not in that position um, and that's very understandable. Um, but, but our short-term goals is just to get through this year, good gives, you know, give good service, safe service, um, continue to build the guest experience and the brand, and then all hope that this is you know, behind us as we go into 2021 as much as possible. Um, and then long-term goals, that kind of adds back into that. Um, the good news is that many of our guests from May and June um, have either rebooked to September and October, they're gonna try and do the other side of the season, or many of them that like to come May, June, July, uh, and cannot travel this year have, have booked for next year. So actually our bookings for 2021 are up 500% over where we are this year. And again, I know the driving force is that is people are canceling this year and when they cancel, they say, but you know what, we wanna book our room for next year, which is also great from a hospitality business perspective because that means they're, they're letting us keep that deposit and put it towards next year. Mm, that is nice. Um so in an effort to end these interviews on a positive note, I'm just wondering what's something good that's happened recently? Well, the guys from Turkey got here yesterday, which was great. I mean, they're thrilled. We're so happy they got here. Um, so that's something that wonderful happened. Um, my mom, who comes up and spends the summers with us, um, she's arriving a, a, a month early. So she's coming up and then she's going to do her quarantine and stuff when she gets here on Friday. So that's great. Um, and the other thing that's positive, 
there are organizations out there, industry organizations um, for all types of businesses, but in the hospitality in Maine, you know, we have um, NERA, New England Inns and Resorts Association, um, Select Registry is a national one that we're belonging to, that we belong to, Hospitality Maine, which is Maine's um, restaurant and lodging um, um, association that, that supports us. These people have just done an incredible job. I mean, I, I just can't believe, I mean, we have to do this because it's what we do, it's our livelihood, it's what we get up and do every day. But for these other people, I mean, they don't have to work as hard as they are. Um, and it's just, you know, so we have Steve Hewen, who's president of Hospitality Maine. They're just really going above and beyond. And, and so I, I just want to give a shout out to them because um, it's so impressed and, and we need it. So That's awesome. I love hearing about those sort of like industry specific networks and support systems really coming through right now. That's great. So my last question for you is just sort of looking back on this time, what do you hope will have come out of this for you, for your business? Um, in what ways will you have built resilience into what you're doing? That's actually a really, it's a really good question. Um, and I will tell you the one thing that I have gotten from this, one of the many things that I've gotten from this is before we've been growing the business for six years, if we had someone need to cancel the reservation last minute, of course, we were gracious about it, but I would be like, oh, that's a Saturday night in August. Like I could have sold that a hundred times over. That's gone. <laughs> you, know? you know, that, that the worrying about the little thing, um, has really, and, and maybe it'll come back in five years, um, but right now it's just looking at things with such a different perspective and such a different appreciation that um, I, I think that's a healthy thing to come out of this. Um, I, I do hope that the business is strong and everything's wonderful, um, but that is, a, that is um, something that I have realized and um, I think it'll be a positive thing. And the other thing I, I joke about is we had a rolling eight-year retirement plan, um, and that is probably not going to... It's rolling a little longer than eight years, so that's the joke about the bar. It's, it's like, we have to be here for the long haul. I want a bar. So, <laughs> so uh, I think in five years, we'll look back on this time, and hopefully it will be four years ago that this happened. Um, and we can all, you know, just have a new sense of appreciation. Well, Mark, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for asking. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Before I let you go, I just wanted to put in a quick plug for the Island Institute's Business Resilience Grant Program. It's a new grant program through the Tom Glenn Community Impact Fund, and it's there to help businesses pivot and build more resilient systems in the wake of COVID-19 and after. Their grants of up to $1,500 to support island and coastal small businesses, artisan makers, and marine businesses. So for more information and to apply online, you can visit islandinstitute.org backslash Tom Glenn Community Impact Fund or follow the link in the description below. 
And as always, you can head to islandinstitute.org backslash small business to subscribe to our Commercial Currents newsletter. You'll receive content like this and so much more small business support delivered right to your inbox. And thank you to Galen Koch of The First Coast who produced and edited this episode. Thank you.